welcome back to Warrior Talk, the voice of Little Rock Christian Academy. I'm Gary Arnold, your host and your head of school. Last week, we said we'd be talking a little bit about AAA reclassifications for 2023. That will be the next school year and how those reclassifications will affect our athletes. And we'll get to that. But first, let's go back and revisit a headline from last week in the Wall Street Journal, where it was revealed that Facebook knows how damaging its Instagram app can be for teenage girls. Here are some statistics that speak for themselves. 40% of Instagram users are 22 or younger. 32% of teen girls say that when they feel bad about their bodies, which is about all the time, Instagram makes them feel even worse. And 6% of younger American users who've experienced suicidal thoughts trace those thoughts where? Back to Instagram. And you know, Facebook is fully aware that Instagram functions as an addictive product and one that can facilitate negative thought patterns, but yet They still persist on proceeding with a version of Instagram, get a load of this, made for users 13 and younger. Just what we need, moms and dads, right? Well, you know what to do. You know how to put boundaries on your social media use in your home. Time boundaries, content boundaries, photograph boundaries. We want you to know we back you up on that, and we're trying to uh, be in loco parentis about that at school, and that together we'll stand a better chance of limiting the damage of social media to our children. Well, this podcast isn't about that. We'll have one for sure in the near future, but let's move on to AAA and their reclassifications for 2023, what they call the move towards competitive equity. How's that for... uh, leveraging words. Before we understand where we stand in 2023 with competitive equity, I think it's important to know a little bit about the history of AAA and private schools. So let's roll it back about 15 years to where there was a 1.3 multiplier to upgrade private schools to play larger schools. They used a multiplier against student population to bump us into a higher class. When that wasn't working, they bumped it to 1.75. And then when that wasn't working, they said, you know what? Everybody just gets bumped up one classification. That's why we, a 4A school, have to play 5A ball. So people think we're a 5A school, and we compete like one, but by population, we're a 4A school. Along the way, they've also instituted things such as financial aid form audits, where we submit blind, uh, not by name, but by blind light items, who's getting financial aid and whether they're athletes or not. And this, of course, then is to substantiate the fact that we don't recruit or that we don't pay for athletes. They've also have had a couple of transfer rules. They started out with a high school transfer rule. And this is for when you are changing schools within a certain defined radius. It's not like for moving into the state or moving into the city, but there is a transfer rule from within a defined radius. And it started in high school. You needed to be, uh, you would have had to have transferred in to 10th grade by July 1. And then it was moved down to 7th grade in an attempt to reduce recruiting. 
or what we should say is alleged recruiting, or even better, the perception of recruiting. And then there are forms called CSAP forms, where you, if you're moving in to a, a private school, you have to declare that you weren't recruited in the sending school, you weren't recruited in the receiving school, you weren't recruited, honor system there. With AAA, we have uh, one representative, it's Steve Stracely of Catholic High School. He does a yeoman's job. And there's another committee called the Public, Non-Public, Public Relations Committee. I call it the Peacekeeping Committee or the Peacemaking Committee, but they have a longer phrase for it. There's six private school representatives and about 20 public school representatives that, well, public school superintendents that get together every six months just to uh, share information, to vent a little bit, and to troubleshoot, to get ahead of problems before they become unmanageable. Well, one such problem, and that is that the privates keep winning, particularly in tournaments and particularly championships, it's been frustrating for the public school superintendents. And so one problem that uh, was that did become unmanageable ended up with the new resolution for competitive equity. And it's complicated. And that's why I've invited Johnny Watson into this podcast so he could explain a little bit more about it. He knows the technicalities and how it impacts us sport by sport. Before we get to that, let me just tell you, Johnny's been a superb athletic director for Little Rock Christian Academy. He's been here, I believe, 16 years. Johnny is known for treating all sports as important sports. There's not major sports and minor sports, and he budgets accordingly. And he really wants to invest into the um, non-football sports. And not only that, he's very sensitive to the need for equity between boys and girls sports. And that explains a lot of our investment this past summer into the softball field to upgrade it so that our diamond sports both have um, excellent resources. So you've seen a locker room and a press box and some batting cages going in to the softball field because it's time. Our girls deserve that. Also, you know, Johnny was instrumental in helping us build out the indoor next to the football field. That wasn't originally on the master plan. There were trailers there that housed the junior high for years. Well, at one time, it housed those trailers housed the entire school. Then the junior high, when I arrived, and then they became the athletic offices. And now at that very site is the 56,000 square foot indoor and Johnny designed that and really inspired us planting it uh, there for our athletes. And then with the arena, with his knowledge of statewide arenas, he researched them all and took the best ideas and then took the budget and made it happen right here in Warriorville. Oh, and speaking of the arena, when we built the arena, we realized it was going to take big pressure off Warrior Gym and it could be repurposed to be uh, designed solely for volleyball and wrestling. And if you haven't had a chance to see what we call the new volleyball gym, please check it out. It's gorgeous. Uh, again, Johnny had a vision for this uh, that really elevated volleyball and wrestling and also gave our junior high kids a place to play in inclement weather when they can't be outside. So I tell you, we have just been so blessed now with three gyms, 
and upgraded facilities. And uh, we thank the Lord for his hand in building out these resources for your children. So I'm so grateful for Coach Johnny Watson for his balance and his sense of justice and integrity as athletic director for our Little Rock Christian Warriors. So Johnny, thanks for being here. This is really complicated, but can you explain to us a little bit more about what sports will be affected by these radical changes? Coach Watson, thanks for joining us today. I'm glad to be here. Uh, they have a name for the new guidelines. It's called competitive equity, and it depend, depends on how much you win, and it's, uh, that's what it's all geared toward is they feel like that private schools are winning too much. And so they have a point system, and I'll try to explain the point system. Basically, you, you get – it's over a four-year period, which is going to be it's going to go into effect next year. So it'll be this year and in the, in the past three years, accumulation of points. And you get your points by you get one point for having a winning conference record, or you could get two points by winning a playoff game, three points for playing in the state finals, and you get four points for a state championship. So you can accumulate points for over four years. You. But you're only going to get either like one point one year or two. You don't add add them together. You just fall in one one of the five categories: zero, one, two, three, four. So that's how it, uh, the point system goes. And then what they call if you have after four year calculation of the four years, if you have zero to two points, you're con- you're called uh, non-competitive, which you would have the opportunity that you could drop a classification. If you have three to nine points, you're called competitive and you stay at the same level you're competing at. And if you have 10 points or more, you're called dominant. So uh, that's when you move up a classification. And this we reevaluated every four years, you'll be adding the points. It'll be sort of like, since our classifications are on two-year cycle, you'll have, we have these four years and then the next cycle comes up that there'll be two of those years would drop off and you'd have the two latest years would be add up to be your, your four years to get your points. Right now, we know for sure that uh, we have more than 10 points in football. That means that in football, we would go up to 6A, which means that we're a school of like approximately of 390, and we'll be playing schools that have 13, over 1,300. So that's a big jump, but uh, that's the way it's set up. We also know that in girls' uh, soccer and dance teams, who are, have won state championships and they have more than 10 points, we know that they would be moving up since there's only – in football there's seven classifications and all other sports there's only six. So since we're already five, then we play in the highest classification in girls' soccer and dance starting next year. And now you're getting into playing schools that have more than 2,500 students. So that's a big jump. And uh, we know for sure those three sports and our other sports will just depend on the success they have throughout the rest of the year, whether they would, you know, stay at 5A or they would be bumped up. Wow. So, so I ask you, does that sound level to you? Not only is that the question, but as Johnny will explain in a minute, it really adds a burden to the private schools for things like transportation. Can you go into that a little bit, Johnny, about how this is going to impinge on travel and the budget? Yes, I mean, uh, we use uh, soccer, for example. We know girls' soccer is going up a classification, so they will be playing in 6A in girls' soccer, which depending on what conference we get put in, we could be put in with Fayetteville and Bentonville. We don't know where they may go. Maybe they would be playing there, and they're a boys' soccer team that would play 
They could be in a conference in the south or the central, which they'd be going to Hot Springs Lakeside, or they may play in central Arkansas. So uh, so you will be born in two different directions in one night. Then we may go to Fayetteville and girls and go to Hot Springs and boys. And so here we go. You get all this transportation, and then you don't, you know, a lot of people don't want to play just one soccer game. And if you don't have enough for a B team, that's what you'd be playing. So. Uh, financially, it's going to be a burden if we get into other sports that do it. I mean, we could get into for basketball teams could be in different districts or different classifications. Uh, it's uh, it's going to be something that has to be worked out. And I'll be going to still having a conference meeting at one conference. I may be in five or six different conferences, and they all may have their own different rules. Let me ask you again. Does that sound like a level playing field to you? It should be noted that the reality behind this major change has really come boils down to the success of four schools. And, of course, we're one of the four, but Little Rock Christian Academy, Pulaski Academy, Shiloh, and Harding. Because we've been so successful in our programs and we end up in tournaments, we're accruing points that are putting pressure on the system. And although there were a lot of public school districts out there that didn't want this change, uh, the vote obviously went the other way. And only the future can determine how it's going to play out and what's going to happen next. But we want you to know that we just want to play ball. We just want our kids to be able to play fairly against similarly sized schools. And I think that that's and that should be the ultimate goal through this. I think there's one more question I'd like to ask Johnny today before we close out, and that is, what ways specifically can moms and dads and teachers and coaches be praying or helping uh, make this change less burdensome? Well, we always need to be praying for our athletes and our students. And, uh, you know, this is going to be more challenging. We're going to expect more from our athletes. You know, we're going to get bigger and we're going to get stronger to play. The higher we go up, you just get, it becomes where you got to – have uh, we're not going numbers aren't going to increase so we got to increase our body strength and our quickness and stuff and just encourage them to stay stay course to the plan of being an athlete and to work hard and just always you know put Jesus first and work to work as hard as you can to give uh, make God be proud of the ability that He's given them and you'll work they'll work that hard to thank Him for what He's been given and that's uh, that's the key you just need to support them and. And we all we do it here at Little Rock Christian. Our parents are there watching our kids play, and we just need to continue that. You know, it's going to be some rough roads. I mean, because we got to we'll be playing football teams next year that have 90 to 100, 110 players out, and we're going to still have our 50 or 60. And you know, they call football a manpower sport. That's one of the things that's uh, difficult for me to swallow because it's always been said in the state of Arkansas, you can't have. Uh, numbers can't get too big in football because of the manpower, and that's uh, and that's what I'm really concerned about. You know, you're not concerned about you know a kid getting hurt in dance or basically soccer or basketball. You know, if the numbers are bigger, it just, it just doesn't doesn't get that physical that uh, like football does. But uh, encourage our athletes and pray for our athletes, and I think we'd all be pleasing to everyone. Oh, that's, that's so well said, Johnny, and that we will. We'll join you on that. Well, this fall's been really busy. We're probably over the halfway mark with golf. Uh, tennis is well underway. We encourage you to cheer our golf and tennis athletes on. Uh, Saturday morning's always fun for a good cross-country meet. There's nothing like the starting gun going off and seeing 300 athletes uh, funnel down the start of a three-mile race. And then there's volleyball in, uh, in their 
peaking right now in a beautiful way. It should be a wonderful entrance into the state tournaments for volleyball. And if you haven't experienced Friday Night Lights yet this year, we encourage you to come out this Friday to see your Warriors take on the Mall Mill Hornets and experience what Friday Night Lights are in Warriorville. There's nothing like it. And so until we speak again, go in peace and go Warriors.